Welcome to my podcast. When you're listening, I just ask that you keep an open mind. First and foremost, know that I'm not an expert. I make tons of mistakes. But I just wanted to share the wisdom of the people in my life. Thanks for listening. everybody before this podcast starts i just wanted to give a heads up that while recording this episode there was a technical difficulty and therefore we had to sort of stop in in midstream of like great conversation so we decided that it was best or i guess i decided but i know i mean wow lantha is going off in the back okay um but yeah, Shalia was on board with making this a three-part series, so I'm going to be editing these over the course of the week and then putting them out, but I hope that you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. I know that I've been hella behind, so I just want to apologize for that. It's been like three weeks, I think, but you have got to forgive me because I've been so, so busy. Um, but I have a really dope guest this week. Um, a great friend of mine. We met this summer um, doing movement work for the Movement for Black Lives in Atlanta, and she's just really someone that's been a great influence on me. And so I wanted to bring her in to talk about some issues and some questions that I have. And I think that a lot of my friends and the people in my like immediate circle questions that they have as well. So, and you have from from my experience, you have great answers. So, oh, thank you. This is my good friend Shalia. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, so wanting to like bring me on for conversation. I'm all about dopeness and dialogue. So Right. We have been trying to do this for a second, but we're both busy as hell. <laughs> so thank God we're finally making it happen. Yes. <laughs> okay, so basically why we're here is that I think that a lot of my friends, I mentioned this before, but a lot of my friends are skeptical about religion, mm-hmm. um, in- including myself, but they, they're they skeptical to the point where they're either atheist or they're agnostic, agnostic. and they've given up on spirituality altogether, but I haven't, mm-hmm. and I, you know, nev- I didn't know what that connection was, like why was I still seeking something and they weren't? A lot of these people are white and they've just, they've been able to just cancel the church altogether, cancel the institution of Christianity. Um, But I have always, I grew up in the black church. So I um, always knew that the church, the black church was connected to like liberation movements Mm -hmm. and the black movement. It's always been sort of interconnected. So I was never willing to just cancel it out altogether. because I stood, understood that at its heart, at least, something it was reaching for something good. Yes. Um, but once again, still the institution, mm-hmm. I don't see myself in it. Mm-hmm. So like, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons for that. And I just want to get your perception on like, what's going on? Like, how do you reconcile some of these things? Mm-hmm. And how do you personally, I guess, experience and see religion? So I, I want to start with the, the basic question of like, what is faith and how do you define yours? Okay. Um, 
And before I answer that question, I just want to address that feeling that you said as growing up, um, being a part of the black church and the connection it has to liberation, but also um, black people in general, black folk in general, um, spirituality is a part of almost our ancestral uh, movement. Like you, it's hard to be black and not spiritual. Like we see it, but there's always this connection um, that, you know, many people like W.E. Du Bois and many said the souls of black folks, like these, we are connected, interconnected through spirit. And that's what makes us who we are. Um, and I just wanted to throw that out there um, because spirituality has not necessarily been a part of it in not here presently western christianity but like beyond like if we're going back years like spirituality has not been something that has been um spearheaded or heightened by um white people Mm. just just being forward with that um but yes to answer that faith um faith is in my by my definition faith is that thing or the one thing that makes you keep going keep striving faith is it's not something that can necessarily be put into words but it's 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 personal to people it is not something this overarching dynamic that is the same and can be um that can be put into a, a this is what how you do a thing like faith is something that's personal and it's always going to be based off of your life experience and your belief about your life experience mm-hmm. um faith is belief it's it's really the ability to believe that's that's faith the ability to believe in something um and we always jump immediately to um religious context of faith but faith is the belief that you're gonna go outside and your car is gonna start when you crank your car yeah you know we have to start granular for some people that you know can't that you have you just know there's this thing in you that just knows when i go and do this this is gonna happen Um, and it shows up in the small places in our lives and I think when we kind of grapple with those first it helps us better get to the point of understanding faith from a uh, religious standpoint my thing about because I I, I agree with you that faith doesn't have to be in religious context right Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of those people who are maybe agnostic or atheist their faith their faith systems have to be themselves Mm -hmm. which is a violent thing to be in my opinion because of all of the structural fuckeries that are happening like (laughs) it can be very lonely for your faith system to be yourself Mm. for a lot of queer people it is that it it is that and it's a very lonely thing because what faith brings people i imagine that practice it or like spiritual like religious um Mm -hmm. collective faith it brings them community Yep. It brings them a sense of community that helps get through the structural fuckeries. Yeah. But when, when your faith system is yourself. That's the that's structural fuckery in itself. <laughs> yeah. Which is, a, this is why I'm like, I've always sought some type of 
spirituality that made sense in the context of what we have, but it's just not working. Like what we have on paper, any of the religions that, mm. I guess the way they're being interpreted, you know, because I, I can't say that I've read all of the spiritual texts yeah. and, and tried to analyze what they mean, but from like the interpretations that I see in culture, my spirituality could not fit into those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I seek it because I'm, I, I, I don't like being alone. And maybe that's just like a personal bullshit thing to say, but... It's not a personal bullshit thing to say because we weren't supposed to be alone. Like, we... You, you have to... So let's start with a personal thing and you being your faith. So um, I know how destructive that can be um, as I was agnostic at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But I also know what it did for me. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there there are faith is not to your faith communities. Yes, having something big can give you bigger can give you a better or bigger community. Um, but faith, it's really personal. Right. Um, but it's it's depending on it's not depending on you being the sustainer of everything it's more so depending on understanding you and how you you know what your voids are and not trying to fill them with certain things but knowing them so well that you don't fall into them Mm. like it's a place where you get to know and understanding that's what being agnostic did for me really um i I had to take a a, if i was going to get real with myself i had to go into this practicality of, of who I was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I only had one piece while I was there. So the other piece of understanding, once I understand myself and working and understand my connection to spirituality and that I am in a sense spirit in itself, now I can operate from a different perspective. It all comes and breaks down to perspective. Yeah. Like, it's it's getting to a, a a point where you live from a spiritual place rather than you live from a spiritual place, understand from a practical place, from a, a natural place, right? And both are allowing you to navigate this world in this space. But I I don't want it to be mistaken that it is natural for people to get to the point where they feel like something out there doesn't exist because of what has been provided to them. Mm-hmm. It's not applicable to their life situations in life. It is unrelatable. Um, it doesn't land. I grew up in the black church. I helped build a church. My family had a church. I helped build a church and I was I found myself in a very um, angry and forget about it place um, because I was trying to take the things that I was learning and as somebody who was queer, like yeah. it was it wasn't applying for me as well. Um, so the space that it, it you guys are in are not it's not a, it's not foreign it's not a normal um, it's actually a very valuable place to be in. Um, I believe it allows you to ask questions. And that's one thing that a lot of people who are so, who are um, 
caught up in this religious um, hey, yeah. like they don't have the skill set to do. My thing, so basically each of us have like our own subjective paths mm-hmm. towards spirituality, you're saying, which yes. is based on our own experiences. Absolutely. And that it's natural for us to it's natural if it happens for folks to get into this agnostic state where they question if there is a God. Mm-hmm. Do you think that when you're in that state of questioning that it's that you if you do question that you always end up spirit to a spiritual place? Mm-hmm. Or is it possible that you ask these questions and that you reject it? That you mm-hmm. get to a point where you reject it? Do you think that so do you think that like questioning leads us inevitably to spirituality? Mm-hmm. Or that there is an option for people to just reject it altogether, even um, if they ask all of these questions. There is a possibility for um, people to reject it altogether um, if, if they're asking these questions. But um, see, I don't think atheists are atheists at all. <laughs> what do you mean? And I say this because. Whatever you believe will believe you back. Mm. Um, understanding that um, I do believe that I am spirit. I am God in flesh here on earth. That is my belief. Um, and that um, these the by way of my understanding, which is through Christ, um, is that I, I have that understanding, right? And so... It, it, there is a possibility to reject, but I don't think atheists are atheists at all because whatever you are believing um, will believe you back. You still have to believe to believe in something that to believe that to believe. Do you get what I'm saying? I get it, but these the way that my atheist friends talk is they like they're not even converse like they're not even questioning anymore. They've gotten to a point now where they're. S- they're so convinced that there's nothing that they're not even on the table of like yeah anything's possible yeah they're so fed up with like the structural reality of religion as it is that mm-hmm. they're just like no there there is no god it means nothing to my lived experience um and, and i think that's, the questioning and i think that's when yeah I, it's unfortunate like i was saying i'm sorry that um, how religious religions have presented itself um, has caused someone to feel like they have to live without faith, without un- their understanding of who they are. Because faith is connected to your understanding of who you are here while you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's so unfortunate. I'm sorry, but there's also this place where understanding your lived experience is how you create your understanding of God mm-hmm. and that be- it makes sense that these places aren't fitting in for you because they have nothing to do with your lived experience with God or with whatever name um, you or religious structure you adhere to mm-hmm. um, I think we we have to bring it back to the point blank matter of fact. Okay. We let the impact of people's perceptions, lives, rules rule our lives. Mm. We 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 let the the commentary come to this place, and yeah, they have 
you know, the structures in place. Yeah, there are billions of people saying homosexuality is abomination to your soul and you're going to hell anyway. Yes, there are, but also there's you. And there's there's millions and billions of people who understand too that I don't have to accept what you put on the table for me. Mm. Pick and choose the rules for you, but don't pick and choose them for me. Because my my dynamic, this dynamic of of you get to impose and tell me how to live a life that you you really could never experience. Tyler, even if I told you everything there is to know about me, you could never fully understand my life. You could never fully understand my experience as a, a woman physically and as a spiritual being in my consciousness. You wouldn't. And so the weight and the energy that we give and power that we give to other people to tell us those things, I think we have to take those that power back. We really have to take that power back to define these things for ourselves, even though everything is saying, I want to define it for you. Right. And what we're beginning to see is in the midst of people trying to define things for us, they have not identified or defined things for themselves. There's a huge identity crisis within the Christian faith because they don't understand a lot of the things that they hold true to be uh, a law to be to be mandate um so they're sharing with you brokenness and you're eating pieces of broken brokenness and you're trying to figure out for yourself and become whole and it's it's a disastrous situation when truly everybody needs to take a, a hold of their own spiritual experiences and charge forth and for them however they see fit whether cath whether catholic uh, buddha or anything but I mean, Buddhists, excuse me. And I think, but what we are seeing when the people like me, particularly, I don't adhere to the institution of the church. I follow Christ, but I do not adhere to the institution of the church. And um, for myself, uh, coming to this point and being able to voice and not being afraid to voice to people and being in religious circles and saying, but that really makes no sense. Even with what you've delivered to me, that still doesn't make any sense. Um, Challenging those those belief systems um, that it had, what it is doing is peeling back the layers of these institutions that in my opinion are falling right now. These institutions, they are falling. Um, Like the church? Yeah. Yeah, these institutions are falling. They seem like they are struggling in the sense that I can see that there's an, a dialogue happening, at least nationally in our country, where there's fights within the faith community and fights between the faith community and the agnostic atheist. Mm-hmm. I can see that that's happening, um, but I still feel like it holds so much strength. And I feel like even if the church fails, it lives on forever through how it's become embedded in law. It's become embedded in norms. And right. it's not its not f- faith, like your individual faith. These norms are not being embedded. It's the actual like structured religion, mm-hmm. oppressive norms that have been embedded mm-hmm. into to, to law and to our culture. So 
I don't know how we escape that. And I, I agree with you that I think that like our spirituality should be a subjective, like individual journey. Yes, but, absolutely. But the thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher Baldwin here, and it's kind of off context, but I promise I'll bring it back. He says that because a white man's institution, once again, this is paraphrasing, so please mm-hmm. don't look this up and cancel me <laughs> off. But he says that because a white man's institutions oppress me, I cannot judge a white man by his individual character. I have to judge him by his institutions. And I very much so feel this way about religion. Mm-hmm. That like, even if we judge indiv- people who are individually like spiritual, yeah. and they're great Christians, let's just use Christianity for example. Yeah. That you meet a great Christian and they're, they're doing things that you would think would make a great Christian. They're mm-hmm. charitable, they're kind, they at least perceptually are not judging. Mm-hmm. I still feel like we have to judge them by the institution that is Christianity because mm-hmm. it, it still murders and it still oppresses. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously that's it, it does good, the church, but because it does those things and because homophobia has become so institutional yeah. and sexism has become so institutionalized mm-hmm. and really in the white church, anti-blackness has become so institutionalized. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to recognize that. and. Yes. That's, it's like hard for me to say like if I wanted to identify with a faith. We have to how do we reconcile the toxic and problematic histories of the institutions that have slain black bodies, that have okay. slain women, that have and... slain indigenous people, that have done all of these things. How do we reconcile identifying our personal journeys through the lens even of these structures, these these faiths? Um Yes. Yes, Tyler. Yes to all of those things because I completely I agree with you. I agree with you. The these are the lens. Um but here is this thing that here's the moment where you either choose to take on this weight of knowing cuz I mean, at the end of the day, you can be human and know like okay, I have no idea how I am human. I have no idea how like there are the big questions that are like there's definitely something bigger than me that orchestrated and pulled all of these together I want something to answer this question I want a spiritual lens that I can see these things through clearly but I do not have it I do not have the language so and and with that being said is like when it comes down to how do you reconcile that you have to have you you have to alleviate yourself of the mystery like i i always say we ask questions but we have to ask why we're asking the question right like not just to just ask the question but what is the result we want to get from the answered question um and when when we get to that point of the thing that is like hovering above us all like how is all of this working mm-hmm. the only other choice is to give it to the thing that you know is working like there is nothing else you can do but give it to the thing that is working and the lens I always say it like this the lens I, I agree my lens is my lens has been jaded um but there's a willingness 
to allow your lens to be um, um, molded and affected by the things you experience in life. Um, experience tells you your moral theology. That's why it's different from for everyone else. Your experience is really telling you your moral theology and that's the reality you operate in. Mm-hmm. So the, the understanding that these institutions are what they are and calling them and seeing them for what they are, you're on to the first step, which is seeing them for what they are. Mm-hmm. The one, the next thing is being willing to be open to everything else. Like I don't just Christianity and the Bible is not my only food to my spiritual journey. Okay. Explain There's no that. way possible because what we always First of all, this is me saying, like, I don't believe Christianity is a religion. I and and from my studies in in you know early Christianity, um, early religion, uh, the anthropology, th- there's there there's so many things that came before that you know people decided when when making you know political moves like Constantine to make Christianity or make this faith that was once pagan that was once occultic what was once seen as all of these different things to the greater roman empire Mm -hmm. you know we have to um we have to look at things for what they were and 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 so within the story of the bible for myself um i see jesus as this this liberating um figure um, this liberating figure who understood the difference, who understood the dynamic of, of personal perspective, um, that what one have happens to have another issue or another gift or another, the other won't. Um, if that was the case, he would have made, you know, whoever made whatever they made would have made one person and nobody else, <laughs> like n- nothing else. Um, so that, that, lens those lenses that we get i i can't just be about and understanding my life through the phase of christianity when i'm encountering all of the things that are that also not that also don't deal with christianity Mm -hmm. like that wouldn't make any sense it wouldn't be because practical theology is a thing thank you for listening to the first part of this podcast series that um, unfortunately is where the audio cut off so this is the first clip that you're gonna get and i'll have hopefully everything edited down by you know the beginning of next week at least the end of next week and have the rest of the episodes out but once again thank you for listening